Jesus is coming. He said he would, and he will. And when we look at our world, we have reason to believe it really could be soon. I want to begin by asking this question. Are, is the rapture and the return of Christ, are they the same thing? Now, you may be sitting there going, I don't have a clue what you're talking about. So let me just, I, I want to make sure you, you track with us here. The Bible says that Jesus is coming back. All Bible-believing Christians have to embrace that. It is obvious. It is true. Jesus went back to heaven. You remember what the angel that was standing there said? This same Jesus will come again. Jesus said, look, John 14, he said he's coming again. Matthew chapter 24, I mean, obviously Jesus is coming again. Now, some believe that Jesus is coming back spiritually. We don't buy that because the angel said this same Jesus will come again. So we believe he's literally coming back. Now, as to the events leading up to that, will there be a tribulation period? Will the bride of Christ, the church, be somehow taken off the planet even before things get really bad during this tribulation period? That's really what we're talking about. Will Jesus come and rescue his followers, true believers, his bride, and take them off the planet sometime before he literally returns? Now, there's ample debate as to the timing of that, but the difference between what is known as the rapture, I like to use the word harpazo, that's the Greek term, it means to, to snatch. Uh, raptoro is the Latin that gave rise to, in English, the rapture. And so let me just give you a comparison of the two. And so dig into the Word of God. Let me say this, by the way, when it comes to these areas. Don't, uh, don't get into a battle with others over this. Just make it a discussion. We need to encourage one another to dig into the Word of God and discuss this. And don't, don't, get, uh, don't get angry and upset about this. I've watched this happen with a lot of believers. And so we need to study the Word of God to show ourselves approved. And we need to study the Word of God together. So I'm going to do my best to represent what I believe is the truth. And you can dig in, be a Berean, absolutely be a Berean. Now, I'm just going to reference key passages, so jot those down if you want to do that study. And then I'm going to make a quick comparison of Jesus coming for his bride in what is known as the rapture, and then his second coming, where we would maintain that he comes to earth, and he comes with his bride, the church, and he literally will rule on the earth for a thousand years. We have a lot to look forward to. We really do. So when it comes to the rapture, the Lord Jesus comes in the air. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And what we find is in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, Jesus comes in the air. He doesn't come all the way to the earth. He's in the clouds. But when he returns, it says he comes to the earth. Look at Zechariah 14 and verse 4. It, sh it, it explains where he lands, literally places his foot in, in the shadow of, Mount Mor of the Temple Mount, Mount Moriah. And then we look again and see that in 1 Thessalonians 4, that he comes for believers. All that 1 Thessalonians 4 talks about is Christ coming, the dead in Christ, the alive in Christ. That's all that's named there. He says nothing about those who have rejected him. So it's all about his coming for his church, the bride of Christ. 
But when he returns to rule and to reign on the earth, here's what we read in 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus Christ direct our way to you, and may the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another, for all of you as we do for you, so that he may establish our hearts blameless and holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all of his saints. Now, there are a number of other distinctions between Jesus coming to the clouds, calling his bride to be with him, returning to heaven with the dead in Christ rising first. The return is when he comes back with his bride. But other distinctions. There are no signs. There's nothing that has to take place before the rapture of the church. It is imminent. It's at any moment. That's why the early church, they were longing for his appearing, looking for his appearing. They felt like they were in the tribulation period. They were being persecuted. So they were looking to the clouds. Lord Jesus is today the day. Now, we are living in a day when I think more of us are doing the exact same thing, anticipating that he could today, perhaps today, call us to be with him, take us back to heaven with him, as is clearly described in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And, of course, it's elaborated on in 1 Corinthians 15, beginning with verse 51. Now, before his return to rule and reign on the earth, we know there are a a long series of judgments that play out over a seven-year period. The seal, trumpet, and bowl judgments. We have a number of people who do come to know the Lord. They are saved, but they'll probably be martyred because they refuse the mark of the beast in Revelation chapter 13. So that leads to another distinction, and that is when it comes to the rapture, it is a time of blessing. Jesus comes, and he is going to rescue us from the hour of trial that is coming on the whole world to try those who dwell on the earth. Look at Revelation chapter 3 and verse 10. Now, when it comes to his actual return to the earth, he returns when the earth is in utter turmoil. The battle of Armageddon, the armies of the world are converging on Jerusalem, and Jesus then returns. But when he returns, it will be a time of judgment on the earth. Another distinction between the rapture of the church, the bride of Christ, and his physical return to the earth with his bride is that the rapture takes place in an instant, in the twinkling of an eye. That's what we're told in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, beginning with verse 51. In an instant, in the twinkling of an eye, resurrection bodies are then created for those who are already in the presence of the Lord. Those who are alive, their bodies, it says, 1 Corinthians 15, in an instant, twinkling of an eye, this mortal body puts on immortality. I'd love to be around for that. How about you? And one further distinction between the two, and that is the rapture occurs in an instant. There's no reason to believe that everyone in the world's going to see this, but when it comes to his return to the earth, Revelation chapter 1 and verse 7 says, Behold, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. In other words, the Jewish nation. And all tribes of the earth will wail on account of him, Even so, amen. That's the distinction between the rapture and his physical return to the earth with his bride.
Now, again, I've only highlighted a couple of distinctions between the two because I wanted to allow a little bit of time to respond to two questions that oftentimes surface when we talk about the rapture. Number one, does the rapture begin the tribulation period? Now, I think the bulk of the biblical evidence points to the rapture occurring before the tribulation period, but it does not begin the tribulation period. The tribulation period begins with Daniel chapter 9, verse 27, a peace agreement that's negotiated by a leader out of a revived form of the old Roman Empire who enters into a peace agreement with Israel and surrounding nations. That's the countdown. That's the seven years. There can be a gap between the rapture, the harpazo, and the signing of the peace agreement. It's possible that the rapture will contribute to that peace agreement at some level. Now, when I say that about the rapture contributing to that, we need to keep in mind that the rapture also will probably instigate a lot of activity that will point to a one-world government. It'll point to the control that will take place under the the dictatorship of the one known as the Antichrist, the false messiah, the rapture will more than likely be in close proximity to the beginning of the tribulation period. I cannot say that definitively, but it seems to make a lot of sense. Now, I think I can hear one other question being posed, and that is, isn't this kind of escapism, isn't this too good to be true? Well, it may be too good to be true, but what about the gospel? that the God of the universe who made us comes to identify with us to offer a sacrifice for our sins so that we don't have to pay the penalty for our sins. Now, that's too good to be true as well, is it not? That Jesus would come for his bride? It's clear, I think, when we look in the Word of God. Just study the passages and decide for yourself. Let me point out, though, it's not saying that we who are living today before the rapture, before the tribulation period, will not face persecution. Now, I've heard some people who very much embrace the rapture as being before the tribulation period saying even what we're experiencing right now, the level of deception in our world, they would not have thought we'd be around for this where we've got people in the world really cannot even figure out whether or not God's uh, creation, male and female, is legitimate. In fact, they're saying it's illegitimate. It's hard to imagine what's taking place in our world right now. So we could face a great deal of persecution. We've already gone through a pandemic, and it may not be over from the sounds of it, or there'll be another one. In other words, we could pay a great price even before the rapture occurs and then the tribulation period. We need to keep that in mind. And we need to ask the Lord to prepare us prepare our hearts, prepare our minds. Let us see and be discerning of what is taking place in our world. These are difficult times, yes, but they're also exciting times when you know what the Bible says, what the Word of God tells us. It's all heading in the direction that the Bible has laid out for us, and we can see it happening right in front of our eyes. And we should be like the early church, longing for His appearing, wanting to make sure that when that moment occurs, we're abiding in him, connected with him, so that we're not recoiling in shame when he returns because we're not living for him, and here he is. And it's all going to play out (laughs) right in front of our eyes in the rapture in an instant, in the twinkling of an eye. Let's be ready. We're here to do whatever we can to encourage you to be ready, discerning the times and living in light of them.